Did you know that every major diaper company either financially or vocally supports abortion? If that appalls you and you're looking to support a baby brand that aligns with your pro-life, pro-family views, then every life is your solution. Every life firmly believes that regardless of where someone is from, what they look like, or whether they were planned or unplanned, every baby is a miracle from God worthy of love, protection, and celebration. Every Life offers high-performing, supremely soft, premium diapers and wipes delivered right to your doorstep. Their diapers are crafted without fragrances, dyes, lotions, latex, parabens, or phthalates. And you can feel good knowing that every purchase with Every Life contributes to changing lives through their support of pro-life organizations and pregnancy resource centers. Every Life is not just changing diapers, they're changing lives. Visit everylife.com to learn more. That's everylife.com. And don't forget to use promo code Duffy10 for an exclusive 10% discount on your first order today. Hey, everybody. Welcome to From the Kitchen Table. I'm Sean Duffy, along with my co-host for the podcast, my wife in my life, Rachel Campos Duffy. So good to be back, Sean, at our kitchen table. And we've got some hot topics today. I mean, really, really hot topics, especially if you're a parent and you're concerned about what I think is a war on the innocence of children. And this first story about the American doll um, really has me steaming. So can, can I just tell you how yeah, the, lay it out? For I'm us. just going to lay it out because last weekend I decided to take my girls uh, to an American girl tea party because the American girl flagship stores in New York city. Sometimes they'll get up early at like three in the morning with me. They'll come in and hang out in my office or come watch the show while I do the show. And then afterwards uh, they'll, we'll go do something in the city together this weekend. We're going to go to an American girl tea party with my little Margarita, my Mari V and my Paloma. Um, the oldest of which is uh, she's now 13 14. 14. Sorry. Don't she get just that turned right. 14. Yes. I better make sure I got that right. And even she wanted to go because she remembers going when she was younger with her older sisters. So again, not cheap, Sean. No. You saw that bill. I not did. cheap. Everything in that store is expensive. I take my girls there. And the reason I do but that it, wasn't all you bought when you were there. I know. Well, we'll get okay, there. Okay. The, the reason why I go, you know what? This is totally overpriced for the little cheap canopies that you get with your, you know, canopies that you get with your tea and your lemonade and by the way you get to put a little you get to pick out a doll who sits with you at your tea party with your mommy it's fun but it's totally overpriced but you do it because you're going this is a company that cherishes the innocence of children right and and what you think american girl it would cherish america and it would cherish girls right exactly (laughs) and so we go to the tea party on the way out i see the most adorable pjs they're so cute so cute Totally, again, overpriced, like everything in there. The place is packed. I mean, they are selling hand over fist so much stuff. I almost didn't get it because the PJ said, Merry everything. So they didn't say Merry Christmas. And so I was like, and I was upset about that because I'm like, let's not, you know, denigrate what this holiday is about. But they were so cute. And I said, you know what? I'm going to do it. This is a great company. I'm going to support that they're still having wholesome, good things for kids. I go, I spend, cause I got six girls, right. Mm-hmm. And I end up having to buy 
five, four pairs of PJs because the older two are out too old. Buy the PJs. We're looking at Sean like two hundred bucks. Right. I said, did you pay for the? Did you pay for the tea twice? Yeah, I was like, no, on? I got PJs. I got the PJs. I come home and the next day the story breaks. Right. So, so, so again, I, 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 I see the bills from American Girl. I see the cost of American Girl dolls. But like, I'm not a, I'm not a, you know, connoisseur of American Girl dolls. But listen, they are a thing, and yeah, they're 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 beautiful dolls, and they and have they different have like themes a, yeah, they have a like of, yeah, they have like the a theme of where they're from. Some of them are historical, like they grew up in Williamsburg, so they learn a little history about America, right? Which is, yeah, which is which is very cool. And I'm going to later, I'm going to tell you why this is happening. But I think let's lay the story. Okay, so, out we'll, first. so so here's what I find out after after I buy the PJs. And by the way, after I take the tags off and wash the PJs, well, you can't return them. I can't return them now. I find out that American Doll also has these little books that you they're called a smart girl's guide to whatever. OK, and. The latest smart girl they're, guide. They're, they're sold everywhere. They're, you can get them on yeah, Amazon. You, yeah, Barnes so you can buy Noble. the books. They're like they're yeah. everywhere. And I've seen them at the Barnes store. And, as well. and I have a few of them mm-hmm. as well um, that were gifted to our girls. And so this smart girl guide was authored by a, a young Wisconsin girl. And it talks about, I have no idea why. Body parts. It, they want to talk about body parts. Mind you, I'm going to this company because I want my kids to learn about Williamsburg and, you know, American historical, you know, what happened in the 20s or at the revolutionary time. But here's what it says in the book. Parts of your body may make you feel uncomfortable and you may want to change the way you look. That's totally OK. Then it gets worse. If you don't have an adult you trust, there are organizations in the country that can help you turn to the resources on page 95 for more information. Again, separating child values mm-hmm. from their parents, telling them it's okay to want to transition your body. If you go to these trusted resources and it goes on, you can appreciate your body for everything. It allows you to experience and you still want to change certain things about it. I mean, why, why, why the hell are they doing this? Why do they want so to have sex the, talks but, with my kids? But the, but so if you have a young daughter, right? And we, we've been pretty impressed that we've been able to keep our girls young for a long time. Yeah. Try to keep them playing they still with want to dolls. go to American Doll Tea Party. Exactly. Our 14-year-old wanted to go to the American Girl Tea Party that you had with the, the younger girls. But it's interesting that this, when you, if you're playing with dolls as a little girl, you're innocent. Like you haven't been exposed, you haven't been sexualized, you haven't been exposed to these corrupting themes that culture pushes on you. If you're a 10 or 12 year old girl that's playing with dolls, you're pretty innocent. But the left can't allow you to have innocent children. They have to penetrate into every corner where your child resides, even in their innocence, and try to pull them in to something that's disgusting. Again, about when we want to talk about body parts. And sex and sex they, changes they play dolls. with little little girls who are playing with a doll. Yeah, I, listen, it is. This is so shocking to me. And but but here's the deal: this is acceptable in culture. They're celebrating that this is the themes that oh, we yeah. that we push on our kids. There was a time, still in the '80s, when we were growing up, that we thought wholesomeness was good, chastity was good. You know, abstinence was good and allowing little girls to be as innocent as they can for as long as they can 
is was a good thing. Was a really good thing. So this company, Sean, was founded in your in the great state of Wisconsin. The very great state of Wisconsin. It was founded back in 1986. American Girl was founded back then. It was uh, by a retired teacher. Her name was Pleasant Roland. And it was first just a catalog company. And she thought, oh, I'm going to make these dolls, as I said, that were tied to a historical time period so girls can get excited about playing the dolls, but also learn about American history, which not not that's definitely not wanted nowadays. And then back in, I believe, in 1998, yes, the company was purchased by Mattel. And so once, uh, which, by the way, also owns Barbie and Fisher Price. So once it got sold to Mattel, it it started. You, we st- they started to see a change in some of the storylines. I'm going to tell you, I was ignorant um, and, and preparing for this podcast. I did not know that there were other incidents that, um, you know, were alluding to this. So they introduced a, a storyline of an Australian little girl who lived down under whose aunts were lesbian. So they sort of introduced, started to introduce those ideas through that. I didn't know about that. There was some sort of, you know, protest on the part of some conservative moms on that. But again, what happens is maybe those moms complain about it and everybody goes, oh, you're just being fuddy duddy. And then we get all the way to American Doll injecting these ideas um, of, of, you know, questioning your gender and now giving your child resources of where they can go to explore the idea of changing their gender without their parents because their parents are, are fuddy daddies too. So this has just gotten out of hand, Sean. And I, I go, what else is left for us? Yeah, what else is left? Yeah, not, not much, but I would, I would, so as a business model yeah. and tell me if I'm wrong, I, I, yes. I would think that the, the, the length at which I can keep girls wholesome innocent the longer they'll play with dolls the longer they play with dolls the the the, the, the larger more i can sell dolls <laughs> the more i can sell dolls american girl dolls or barbie dolls right i can sell more toys the more innocent that the, that a child is if i if everyone stops buying you know the the mattel toys or dolls or american girl at eight years old that's one thing but if i could extend it to the 13 or 14 years old i gotta like i'm almost doubling my market share right uh-huh. it doesn't make sense that you would try to take the innocence away of these kids, which means they're going to stop playing with dolls. And so here's this. Except there's a corp now, but now it's not the little, little retired teacher in Wisconsin. Now it's Mattel, a corporation who's facing all this other pressure. So this feeds into something else that you've talked about uh, on our podcast, which is if you look at large oil producers, Exxon, why is Exxon basically agreeing to go to like this carbon neutral platform. Yes. Why is, why are they sustainable? Why are they doing green things? Why they, are they virtue listen, signaling? Essentially? They drill in the ground and they take out black substances called oil <laughs> and they make a ton of money off it. It makes our lives better. Yes. Why are they doing that? Because they get people on their boards mm. that are woke and you go, well, why would any wokester want to be? And this this is relevant right. to. No, no, no. Mattel. I, I listen. I'm loving this. This is why do I want? Why, why would you want to be a board member on Exxon? Well, if if you're this goes back, we've talked a lot about BlackRock, these money managers that take our money. We had a podcast, I think it was last week or two weeks ago, about what money managers do. They take our money and then invest that money in our behalf. Well, they also then will vote our shares for the corporation. Yes, and they can't look at every issue that comes up before the board at the annual meeting. And so what they do is they outsource recommendations on how they should vote 
on these resolutions that come up at the board to an outside company. They're called proxy advisory uh, firms. There's only two of them. These two proxy advisory firms are incredibly woke. I know I'm taking you guys on a kind of a, a, a trip here, but advisory firms advise the Black Rocks of the world how to vote the shares of companies that they own on your behalf with your money. That you invest in your 401k or whatever. Right. And they're th these massive trillion dollar companies that own all of corporate America are voting for woke resolutions or they're voting for woke board members. And therefore, these companies are forced to do things that are absolutely contrary to the mission of the corporation and the bottom line of the corporation. So that's so, how you get a woke person on, say, like Shell's board, who is right. now telling Shell, we need a virtue signal on climate change, when in fact, they're all about getting, they really should be focused on how do we most efficiently get this stuff out of the ground and produce stuff so that you know, people going to have cheaper gas and cheaper products. And, so, and yes. so Mattel is no different. Yes. Mattel has the same kind of push that comes from these proxy advisory firms, the Black Rocks, um, the big money managers that then change the mission of a Mattel because Mattel, again, is about keeping kids, I would, I would argue, younger. But not even and, the kids. I mean, as a parent, I'm the one making the decision. I just dropped close to 400 bucks. You know, over 400 bucks. Shut up. <laughs> okay. I dropped 400 bucks that I didn't want to spend, but I did it because I thought this is something that is preserving. It's, it's something fun. It's My experience. kids like that. It, yeah. It's an experience. We do it together. We're going to the tea party. We bought their Christmas PJs. They got to go look at all the dolls in the store. And, you know, maybe Santa might bring them something if they like it and they might be able to put it on their list and see if they like it. And, why would they want to piss me off as as the parent? Like, I I know the average mom who takes her kid to American Doll does not want this woman, Mel, whatever her name, who wrote this book. She's this young, wokey woman mm -hmm. um, giving these bad ideas to their girls. She's not a role model that any of us would pick for our daughters. And she's being chosen by this company to write these books about transgenderism, about sexual topics that we don't want. Why would that? Why so, would that be? So because we, we're, we're old school, we think a corporation should try to serve its customers. Yes. And they should make try to make happy. money for their investors. Yes. That's that's what Milton Friedman said a company should do back in the day, also from the University of Chicago before they were woke. Now they're changing that and going, listen, we're going to get companies to go off mission. There's a social purpose beyond money that a company should push. And Yes, you might make less money, Mattel. Your investors in Mattel might make less money. money. However, if we can get you to get on board and push this, whether it's a green agenda or a transgender agenda or a gay agenda, or what, they're pushing an agenda that's not good business. Because no, listen, if you or I own that business, we would never do. Anyone listening to this podcast, you would never, never make this business decision. But you don't have sound business people making the decision. You have the wokesters that have penetrated, which by the way, it goes to your point as well, Rachel, the left, George Soros has been so effective in seeing the cracks in free enterprise, yeah. in education, um, in the way criminal justice works and, and extorting it in a way for his benefit. And he's done the same here in corporate America. Yeah. And it's frankly, it's, it's, it's scary. It's shameful. But if you're George Soros, it's absolutely brilliant.
Yeah. On how any he's of these flipped. people that are pushing the, the the human rights campaign, which is essentially an LGBTQ organization that you know is pushing a lot of this stuff. Um, by the way, Sean, in just one quarter, they make 40 $40.6 million. So then the, the question then becomes, and, and by the way, they reintroduced some of the original dolls and their sales skyrocketed like 44%. I mean, that's Sean, what, you couldn't, want. you could not move in the store. It was so crowded. There were so many people. There weren't enough people working there. There were so many people buying so many things. Um, the tea party was not like empty. It was packed and they were moving people in and out. I mean, it was Unbelievable. The multi printing machine. They're printing money. Printing there. Yeah. And so I look at this and I go, okay, I can't return my PJs. Am I going to go buy anything in American Girl again? No, I'm, I'm never going to buy from there again. I'm never going to trust them with my dollars. And I guess it just comes down to that where we just have to, it's hard because they also own Barbie, Mattel does. And Barbie just put out a transgender Barbie. And our girls, they love Barbies more than they love. Right. Um, uh, American Girl dolls. Um, so it, it just feels really overwhelming. We'll have more of this conversation after this. Did you know that every major diaper company either financially or vocally supports abortion? If that appalls you and you're looking to support a baby brand that aligns with your pro-life, pro-family views, then every life is your solution. Every life firmly believes that regardless of where someone is from, what they look like, or whether they were planned or unplanned, every baby is a miracle from God worthy of love, protection, and celebration. Every Life offers high-performing, supremely soft, premium diapers and wipes delivered right to your doorstep. Their diapers are crafted without fragrances, dyes, lotions, latex, parabens, or phthalates. And you can feel good knowing that every purchase with Every Life contributes to changing lives through their support of pro-life organizations and pregnancy resource centers. Every Life is not just changing diapers, they're changing lives. Visit everylife.com to learn more. That's everylife.com. And don't forget to use promo code Duffy10 for an exclusive 10% discount on your first order today. But can I, tell, can I bring something else up to you? We're in, we're in the Christmas season, right? And on Fox and Friends, I watch the, I watch the show, and you guys always look for 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 products that are made in America. Yeah, right. Toys that are made in America. Yes, we do. And sometimes it's it's kind of sad to go. What <laughs> there's so many great toys out there, and none of them are made. None of them are made in America. Yeah, you're right. It's really hard it to very, find. It's very hard. It was like a lot of um, you know, there's there were puzzles and there were you know some blocks Lincoln logs or something. Lincoln logs. You're right about that. Yeah. So I mean, I think that's one. And then also like. I think, and I don't know if you guys have done this theme before, but you know, what are the wholesome gifts that are fun, wholesome gifts that you get um, for your kids at Christmas and not give your dollar to a woke company? You guys should do that. That'd be, that would be a great topic because we can't, we can't get things that are made in America because you're, you're Chris. Well, yeah, yeah, we did. We did actually have a segment. um, I think it was last spring where we brought in young moms who started their own companies. I love this. Um, and one of them was a, a young girl who started a makeup company that was based on on biblical um, uh, uh, ideas. And it had sort of had a Bible-based theme. And the products are great. Um, her name is Hope. And then the other was um, my friend, Annalie um, Schwafnagel. Uh, right, I, I can't remember say her. I, I remember her when she before she was married. Annalie Gadamus. Right. <laughs> um, but Schwafnagel. Um, and her and her friend, got tired of finding clothes that, you know, the 
the companies were anti their values. So they started a beautiful clothing company. I'm going to, I'm going to have to post, you can go to my Instagram and you can see my daughter, Margarita in a beautiful dress. Um, and she wears all the time. There. She wears it all the time. And it wears High like quality. iron. If you have more than Not one kid made in China, by the way, it made, made in here. India, made yeah. in India. Um, but high quality and, um, th- th- uh, just beautiful. It's called, um, Lily, I'm gonna have to look it up. I'm gonna look it up before the next segment. But, they, but that's this how is, you can do it. This is, and, and I think it's getting harder and harder for us. Like we talk yeah, about this, and we may, we we may, we 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 seed certain ground. Like I've talked about Amazon before, right? It's you see ground to oh, Amazon. Amazon. Makes um, me so sad there's, I, I, I know. Myself from it. But I do think there's certain there, and but we try to make choices with our dollars mm-hmm. that that I think are relevant. And again, America, American Girl is on the list. Mattel is on the list. Now, if you walk through Walmart. I'm a Walmart shopper and you look at the toy shelves is probably, I mean, 60% is Mattel made products. So um, we, we, we get hard. limited, but I think, but I think supporting those companies that are doing the right thing with the right values um, is, is how we grow a parallel economy, a parallel universe. Yeah. This one is gone, but you have to look and go, okay, well, how do we, how do we create other things that support our values? Because most of culture everywhere we go, it doesn't support our values, but finding those niches that do support what, what we believe in, which is by the way, I think a majority of the country, which is why you say the old, the old, you know, old school American girl doll is relaunched and it flies off the shelves because that's what people, that's that's who most of America is. Even I think woke moms don't want to push this stuff on their kids. They want their kids to, to be, be kids. little kids for a long time. For as long as possible. And that's so in line with the Christmas spirit. So I think doing this topic, letting people know what American Girl is doing behind your back to separate your child from your values, what they're doing to tell your kids that it's okay to, first of all, just putting ideas into your child's head that they don't care about. They are playing American Doll because they don't really want, they want to be little. So injecting these ideas telling your kids that it's okay to go to other adults um, to do things that you, that they know that you would not approve of as a parent. Uh, this is shameful. They should fire this young wokey. By the way, she's from Wisconsin. Can mm. I just tell you this? Mm. Her name is Mel Hammond. And she only graduated from college back in 2014. And here's what she says are her favorite things. Trees, rainbows, and dairy-free ice cream. And she's from Wisconsin. That is that, that is sinful. Sacrilegious. Get sacrilegious. That, you are not from Wisconsin. I, know. I don't know. Who dairy-free ice cream. Rainbows she probably doesn't like cheese curds. Yeah, probably. Deep-fried she's dairy-free. She's not Wisconsin. And she's definitely not sharing the values of the moms and dads who want their kids to play with American Doll. So my advice, boycott American Doll. Better yet, boycott. If, boycott if you bought a doll. Go back and return them and tell can. and tell the manager why um, I couldn't return my PJs. I'm sad about that, but at least I'm I'm letting people know about it. And, you know, just try and during this Christmas season, remind your kids of what the season's about. Um, it's about Christ. It's about God. It's about family. And um, and on that theme yes. of Christmas, right? Yes. I want to we talk about this next topic. Yes. So good. Because, you lay it out. Because um, again, this I, we don't mean to depress everyone before Christmas, I but know. I think. Because it, it's it's such a time of light, I can I can take a little bit of darkness right now because our light is shining so bright right now over the Christmas season. But Kirk, but Cameron, actually, Advent is darkness before the light. Right. So well, you're okay. okay well, you're right now. Okay, I'll I'll change my metaphor. We're we're going really dark. <laughs> we're deep in Kirk, Advent. Kirk Cameron, um, from is he growing pains. Growing pains. 
uh, 1980s star. Oh, uh, Sean, I was like, I had a huge crush Christian. on Kirk Cameron back in the day. Really? I'm sure I had a poster of him in my room. I'm, I'm sure you did. <laughs> in, in some country that you're living with your dad overseas in the military. Yeah, no, but, I watched that show. I love that so did show. I. It, was, it was fantastic. So so he writes, he's a Christian, right? And he, he's a one of these very unique, faithful Christian, a unique cat, if you will, who is from Hollywood, who kind of left the Hollywood lifestyle, got married, has a family, has six kids, four of which Christian. are adopted, by the way. This this man, this guy lives his faith. He he really does, and is is preaching it from the mountaintop. Writes a book with Brave Books. Brave Books is uh is a is a is a new new uh, company that's incredible. Doing all of these wonderful pro American pro Christian value books. We have a couple of them here. They're oh, we have a lot of them here. Amazing. We, we love their books. You can't um, you, you can't find these kind of books at Barnes and Noble or on you can't get them at Barnes and Noble sometimes and sometimes on Amazon. But you don't. This is like everything good. Anything that comes from there is good. Maybe what great. came from American Doll twenty years ago was good. Oh it's no! Not, listen, not, this is I read good these stuff. books to my kids. They love them. They're entertaining. They're smart. They're clever. They have good values. Our friend, our good friend Julie Banderas wrote one, and now yeah. Kirk Cameron wrote one on. His theme of his book, because every book has a theme. Theme, right. And his book is on biblical values and virtues. So it's about patience and love and kindness. I mean, who, who, who can argue with that, right? Who can, what parent wouldn't want your kid to read a book that is so, that? So he decided that, you know what? I want to do a story hour <laughs> in some libraries across the country. And so he reached out to libraries, and there were libraries that had done drag queen story hours yes. in their library and said, hey, I'd like to come in and do a story hour with my new book from Brave Books and um, and do it with the kids. And 50 libraries said no to Kirk Cameron. You can't come in with Christian biblical values in your book, but they allowed the Drake Queen story hour into their library as well. It's just an unbelievable story that says basically everything you need to know about the culture right now. Well, also about librarians. As oh, well, yeah, if you're a librarian, the I'm sorry, but a librarians lot of librarians are, the worst. are really woke. Yeah, super. But th they're this, our tax dollars go to help fund libraries. They're public mm -hmm. libraries, mm -hmm. and Christian values now aren't allowed in the public library in the public square. It's this is outrageous. But again, it goes to show you the the battle that we are in. Yeah. To even carve out a space, can we remain to be? Yeah. So it's you know, not even like faith Kirk Cameron was going to. She wasn't boycotting. The, the the drag queen story hours he just said can i have a space for my christian value book with the kids as well right. and basically what our society is telling us all is this is okay kirk cameron and biblical values you're not welcome you're not inclusive my no never mind that the book is beautiful i've read it um and it imparts amazing values that any parent would want their kid to have the drag queens come in and when they do these story hours and listen, I've been to drag shows. I actually enjoy a drag show every now and then. You know, when I was younger, I, I did that. I, I thought it was fun. It is not a, in, in your 20s, in my 20s. Yeah. It is not a kid friendly thing. Wait, I've been to a drag show, too. Yeah, I was in the re on the real world. I did oh, one, you did one in the real world. But several. then you and I went to you know what I learned on a from going to a drag show. What was again? I went. My my roommate was a lesbian on the real world. I don't yeah. know if my roommates, but she nice nice lady. Went to a drag show with her, and I met more single available women at a drag right. show. That, that was that great. Would make sense. That would actually make sense. Anyway, so yeah, so we've been to them, but they are sexual, but in, in their nature. And so when they go to these story hours, 
they're actually teaching little girls how to strut um, as if they were on a catwalk or uh, worse yet on a strip stage, accepting, you know, uh, dollar bills. They teach them to twerk. Um, they and, and here's the other part. This is the part that really makes me mad because it's all done supposedly in, in, in inclusivity. But what drag queens often do is they mock our gender in a lot of ways. So it can be entertaining to watch it. But if you really think hard about it, it's taken me decades to really kind of internalize this. My gender is not a costume. My gender and what my gender allows me to do is something that is supernatural, really. I mean, I can, with you and God, create a child and make a family. It is something really, truly amazing. You can't do it, Sean. And that drag queen lady can't do it. Only I can actually have a baby and create a baby. Is this gender appropriation that's going on here? Uh, It is absolute gender appropriation. My gender is not a costume. And the way they do it, if you look at like so many of the Instagrams are like, like the one there was that one um, transgender uh, person who goes to the White House and she's like, got my high heels and I'm dressed like um, what's the movie you love? Clueless. Um, what's the girl from Clueless? Not Clueless. Um, the one the one who becomes the lawyer that you love. You love that movie. Yeah, I can't remember. Oh, God, why can't I remember? Share. No, Cher is from Clueless. Thank you, Reese, Reese Witherspoon. Witherspoon. <laughs> when she goes to become a lawyer and she's like just sort of this idea of what a girl is like on steroids, right? Like the pink right. nails and the pink outfits and the little dog. Yeah, <laughs> the little dog. There are, listen, it's fun to be a girl. I'm not denying that. It is really fun to be a girl. But there is a level of mocking women that kind of comes with this. And we have to be very careful of and and, and also the idea that again this fluid gender thing. You can dress as a woman but you are not a woman. My DNA, every single cell in my body um, says what I am. And it's important to me and who I am as a woman and as a mother matters to you as my husband. And it matters to our kids. And I have unique things because I am a woman and a mother that I can offer our children that you can't. And you have unique things because you're a man that you can offer our kids. And I think that there's just this confusion that's happening and we need to be careful and we need to make sure that we don't sexualize children or send them confusing us. But, but going back to sexualizing children, the question would become why? So a human being becomes somewhat sexual when they start to go into puberty. Before that, I don't think you see a whole lot of there's not there's they're not sexual beings. Right. God didn't make them as sexual right. beings as little kids. And then they go through this transformation and, you know, go into adulthood. But there is this effort on the left to say, no, 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 we don't want them to to wait to be sexualized when God had this time say, frame. Little kids are sexual. We want too. them to be sexual right now. Yes. And the question becomes, what is the purpose of that? Yeah. Why would they want to sexualize and again, take the innocence away of a child and put very confusing thoughts of sex into their minds, which they can't, they can't. They can't navigate that. I listen this Balenciaga, Balenciaga commercial. Mm-hmm. Am I saying that right? Yeah, the the designer the, the Balenciaga design. who put the kids with the bondage teddy bears. Yes, and little kids like Yours, laying on a couch with a glass of wine. And or it's not pedophilia; it's mind retracted persons. Yes, syndrome. Yeah, there is there grooming. They're, grooming. They're, they're they're trying to destigmatize 
sex and children. And there's nothing that's more off bounds in society than sexualizing or sex with children. This is sick. It destroys this. This destroys a child. You, you, in, you impart these ideas into the mindset of a young boy or a young girl. And the consequence of that is a lifetime, I think, of pain, a lifetime of confusion. And they'll deal with this through counseling or bad behavior or promiscuous behavior or struggling to have you know, sound, healthy relationships. For the rest of their lives, this is not a moment in time in which you go, we're going to sexualize them and they get to move on from it. I was a prosecutor and I just, so adults, victims of rape are, 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 they deal with it for their whole lives. Yes. You never fully get that out of your system. (laughs) It is a sentence for a lifetime when that happens to someone. And if you do it to a young child, that much worse. And so I but for the fact that they want to groom and some very powerful people may be interested in children and want to destigmatize it, any sound, healthy human being would say, never, ever are we going to talk to kids about sex, but for with their parents. We're not going to talk about transitioning them. We're not going to talk about bondage with them. We're not going to present these ideas of bondage and sexualizing children to anybody. And if you do, by the way, you go to prison if you if yes. you share sexual photos, yes. if you take sexual photos of children, to prison you go where you should go. Yes. But they don't like that. They no. want to take all barriers out of this. Thing, right. Which just goes to show you these people are sick. They're yeah. demented. They're smart, but they are demented human beings. And anyone who participates in the in the dement, I don't know if that's a word or not. That's okay. Thank I like you. it. I'm not going to give them my money. Wait right there. We're going to have more of that conversation next. This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming only on Hulu. I think that we've all allowed this in the name of tolerance. We've allowed the line to keep getting. And now it's to a point where, you know, it's almost it, it's almost it has permeated the culture and we've allowed it to go and go and go. And I think, as you said, for some people, they have a sexual deviant purpose in it. For other people, I think it's just about separating our children from the values of this society, because there are people who genuinely hate American um, sort of what they call, you know, middle class Christian values. And they find those values to be a barrier or an obstacle to what they want to make this country into. And so they have to destabilize it. And by sexualizing a child early, you are separating the child from their from their parents early. It is a way to take ownership. That's why you see so many of these parents on on libs of TikTok saying, you know, I taking pride in having turned a child into an activist, whether it's climate or socialism or um, or LGBTQ or whatever it is. 
they want to turn them into act- activists and and turn them away from their family's values. And I think what we need to do as parents is just be really, really vigilant. This is not an easy time to parent. It's this not. is a time to resist. This is a time to educate yourself and be 100% aware of what the cultural enemies of our country are trying to do with your children. And, and Sean, again, talk about the slippery slope. We used to talk about weird stuff happening on college campuses. Everything that you worried about back in the 90s and the late 80s that was happening on college campuses, whether it was, you know, uh, classes about pornography, sex, um, you know, sex weeks, um, you I, know, I went to St. Mary's Marxism. at the Catholic University. We didn't have we didn't have that stuff. Yeah, all that <laughs> stuff has been happening all through the 90s, all through the early t- 2000s. Now we're in 2020. Everything you worried about happening on college campuses is now happening in your school. And that it's, is why it's, we now it's happening in third grade. It's happening <laughs> in third grade. I mean, that, that Ron DeSantis would be called a bigot for saying you can't talk to kindergartners about sex. Any kind of gay, straight, transgender, nothing. nothing. You know, you, you, you said something that perked my interest about um, the, the left asked for tolerance all over the map. And you bring we, we talk about the Kirk Cameron book. They want tolerance to inject sex and transgenderism and drag shows into our kids at a publicly funded library. Be respectful. Be tolerant of people who are different than you. But then you go, okay, well, I want to bring my book in here that's a Christian valued book. And I'm yeah. and I'm and I'm Kirk Cameron, yes. by the way, who's a uh, uh <laughs> for our genre, a rock star. Yeah. And they go, no, we're we're intolerant of your Christian value. Mm-hmm. The intolerance you saw you've talked about this from your days in the real world. Um on the myth MTV. Of liberal tolerance. The myth of liberal tolerance. So it's they, just the one that when people ask me, what did you learn on the real world? The myth of liberal tolerance. Liberals even since the early 90s, when I was on my on that show, like to talk and wax on about tolerance. But when it comes to conservative Christian views, they are intolerant and they do want us out of the out of the square. Sean, they want us out of the public square. That is what they're doing. And what's scary now is going back to our original story on American Girl is how they have been so smart to infiltrate into corporate America. They've t- they take we, we, we keep fighting for elections, Sean. They're fighting for territory. So they've taken over education. They're, they've infiltrated corporate boards to inject this kind of stuff. Um, they're everywhere. You know, I think, and I used, I used to say this in, in politics when I ran for Congress in important races, a lot of people come out and they're, they're, they're rallied up and they're excited about a, a campaign, whether it's for Senate or Congress or mayor or president. And the point is always, if you think that the, the cavalry is coming behind you, yeah. If you don't stand up and fight that someone else, the cavalry is going to come and save you, you're 100% wrong. You are the cavalry. You are the people that have to stand up. We've had this great democracy, these great freedoms, and they are passed from one generation to the next. And it's happened for over 200 years. Is this going to be the generation? Is it our generation that finally lets this great experiment die, that it, it fades off into the sunset? And this this old stale form of control and dictatorship comes back to the land of the free. Not come back, comes to the land of the free because it hasn't been here yet. Um, I think that's worth fighting for, and it's fighting at all these different levels and being smart and well informed. And I say this all the time too: if you want to save America, yes, save your family, save your children, protect your kids. 
I'm amazed. I know so many, we talked about this before, so many conservatives who have lost their children to the woke left. You have to be vigilant. You have to be cautious. You have to inform them. Um, and where you send your kids to school truly matters. And there's very famous people who are losing their kids. We see those stories because the left loves to report on a well-known conservative who's lost their kids to wokeism. Don't let it be your story. Don't let it be your family. Don't let it be your grandkids. Don't let it be your kids. But it takes it takes a lot of work and a lot of effort and a lot of conversation to make sure you keep them. But if I do my job with my kids and I don't let them get my kids, I'm saving America because if we all do that, we're the masses. Yeah. But if you if, listen, they, they have professionalized indoctrinating, yes. infiltrating, yes. Um, rewiring our kids. And if you don't want them to do it because your kids are worth it, we, the, the, what do we love more than our kids? They're worth, they're worth the fight. They're worth the effort. And, your, and, your and we have to do that. Spot on. And it's not just for parents. It's for grandparents. There are many parents out there who would love to send their kids to a classical academy, take them out of the public school, but they can't afford it. But maybe they have a grandparent or an aunt or an uncle or a great aunt who says, you know what? I'm going to partner with this family and help them afford a, a, a good Christian, you know, classical education where they won't be worried that their values are being undermined, that you don't have to deprogram your kids every day at dinner time. These are things that each family, um, and, and it's not just the nuclear fam family, it's the extended family. What's the legacy that you want to leave? A lot of people, a lot of older people, Sean, are giving their wealth to their alma mater that's woke oh. as sorry to say it, but and, and is just there to undo um, everything that you care about. Stop giving to those people. Start, it, start giving to schools that are doing the right way or start investing in your own grandkids and help them um, find a way. And as we look ahead at Advent, and I know you and I, I mean, I, I don't like to be negative. I mean, oh, you and I are, we like to say we're optimistic. You don't have nine kids unless you're a, an optimist, ultimately. And I am, but we have been pretty down on things. And I think this experience with American Girl this weekend, it, it just really hit me in the heart because I just dropped the money. Can't get my money back. Um, I'll damn well boycott them for the rest of my life. I'll never trust them again. Uh, and I want to make sure that all of our listeners, I, you know, We've had, we had a million downloads on our podcast. We, we crossed that threshold. So I'm going to make sure everybody who shares my values knows about that. And I'm going to try. I'm actually going to take your idea. I'm going to call my producer after this um, for Fox and Friends and say, we need to get a segment where we highlight companies, whether they're you know small mom and pop or big companies who are doing things, creating products for children that actually... Um, is age appropriate and 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 celebrates what's so beautiful about kids, which is the innocence of children. So I'm going to do can take I, that message. Can I, thank you. And I, can I talk about the Advent? I mean, in, in, during Advent, I mean, I, I kind of feel like work. I can go to work and work my butt off and come home and be exhausted, right? I can still celebrate the Christmas season. I can still celebrate yes. my family. I can still think about all the things that are wrong and all the things that need my effort and attention around my family and my work in society in which I live. But I can also then be in the moment of, of Advent in preparation for the Christmas season. Um, I think we can do them both. And so I'm not too down on this conversation. I think it's recognition. It's showing what's happening, but then also going, you know what? The real things that matter in life, right? Are our family and our faith. And at this time of year, it seems like more than most times of the year, 
we get to celebrate those things in in the preparation for the the birth of a, a, a of our Christ and our family coming home in good food in a warm house and the blessing yeah. around health and uh, and so because of Jesus it's still a wonderful life. And I'll tell you this, there was, I've been listening to Christmas songs. Sean has such a great Christmas playlist I do have a that he plays play. all I, the time. I really do. Nonstop. I thought about this, a thrill of hope, the weary world rejoices. Remember that Christmas yeah. carol? Mm-hmm. It, it does. We feel weary, but we have to always remember that there is that thrill of hope of Jesus's birth and that this isn't really our home. So we don't have to lose hope because this earth is not our home. Our home is end- somewhere we're passing through. It's frustrating as we pass through when George Soros is running the world right. and Bill Gates. I'm frustrated, but my my home is not here. And in the end, my he, hope is not in Bill Gates um, or pharma or whatever. My hope is in Jesus. And in the end, he wins. Right. He, we know the end we, of the story. We, we know the end of the story. Right. He wins. They lose. Thrill of hope. The weary world rejoices. You know, I I I, uh, I love that. By the way, just on our Christmas list, um, Rachel made me download, and I, and it, it, by the way, it's beautiful, but. Harry Belafonte has oh, a beautiful voice. It is the most now, amazing Christmas album. Every time I play it, I'm giving money to a left-wing commie, Harry Belafonte. That's okay. Because he's singing and, about Jesus, and boy, he I, is just he can, so beautiful. It is sing, the best. It is, but it's, it's not the best. It's one of the best. It's I'm like Elvis is at the top. Elvis, Elvis is Elvis. at the top, and so is Bing Crosby. Bing Crosby which, yes. by the way, guess what I did for you today? You don't even know unless you checked your Amazon. I did not. And saw that what I bought something. So we have a record player. Oh, we do. Um, my daughter bought me a record player and I have it in the living room. And I bought you the Bing Crosby Christmas um, album, vinyl album. Did you, so, so just, I just bought that for you today. So Rachel grew up watching White Christmas. I did not. By the way, I, when I grew up, we didn't have a TV in my house um, until I was like 17, my, which is pretty. But your parents love Bing Crosby. And no, they do. So, so I didn't start watching like White Christmas until well into our marriage. Yeah. I'm like this. She wanted to play it every year. I'm like, this is the dumbest movie. Anyway, I sat and watched it once. I love it. And the music of White Christmas is fantastic. It's the best. It's the best. Snow, Can I tell you something, Sean? Snow. Will and Pete have never seen White Christmas. <laughs> and they have never seen It's a Wonderful Life. Like they know what, what It's a Wonderful Life is. They've seen it on TV, like passing through you channels. Gotta, you, so here's the deal. I, I actually was thinking I'm going to send them a note um, today. I'm going to send them a, a, a joint text. We have a little check text chain and we talk during the week about stuff. They told me that I am not sufficiently American because of, you know, that football. I'm not into football, right? But I joined the fantasy league. And you're doing quite well. And I'm beating their I think you just, I, I just think you surpassed Brian Kilmeade. I know. I'm I'm beating Will for sure. I didn't know I surpassed Brian Kilmeade. I don't follow that's it a, as closely as I should. That's how that's how tight she is. I know. But I am, but I am, I have I'm I'm getting support. I'm getting no, tech support. <laughs> I will I will reveal at the end of the league who's helping me and it's not Sean and it's not my whoa, son JP whoa, whoa. but I will tell you this I'm actually going to send a text I joined the league before Christmas they both have to watch it's a wonderful life and and white Christmas so I think what we should do is that we should we should pick out a good you know Packer game or let them pick a let, let them pick a football game for you to watch three hours you'll yeah. watch a foot you'll sit down and go this is dumb but you'll watch the whole I'm thing in the fantasy football league isn't no, that no, enough? you have to watch football you didn't even sign. Listen, that only took that only took like ten minutes of your time. You have to sit down and watch. Go, I'll watch. Okay. You can pick a game for me. I'll watch it. Okay. This weekend, I'll watch a second. So th- that's one movie. The I'm watch another football game. Okay, that's you're a making second movie. so much more complicated. It's not one football game, two great movies. That's it. That's the deal. Deal. Okay. Well, listen. Right. Um, 
this is a time of light, not a time of darkness, but we gotta <laughs> we gotta just put a little shade on culture and we're sorry for that. But we're celebrating. We're happy. We're 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 happy warriors. Yeah. I know you are too. And I, I just want to thank you for joining us at our kitchen table. Uh, we did this podcast without Valentina screaming at us during the podcast. <laughs> That's a miracle. In and of it. That's a Christmas miracle. That was a Christmas miracle. <laughs> we appreciate it. If you like our podcast, you can rate, review, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. We'd, we'd be grateful for a positive review. And until next time, we'll see Bye, you Bye, everybody. See you around the kitchen table next week. Bye-bye. Listen ad-free with a Fox News Podcast Plus subscription on Apple Podcasts. And Amazon Prime members can listen to the show ad-free on the Amazon Music app. This is Jimmy Fallon, inviting you to join me for Fox Across America, where we'll discuss every single one of the Democrats' dumb ideas. Just kidding. It's only a three-hour show. Listen live at noon Eastern or get the podcast at foxacrossamerica.com.